With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 24th, 2024. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. How are you, G-Man? Pretty damn good. Pretty good, Andy. I think, on reflection with last week, I've got a lot of reasons to be happy about how we all performed, but I feel we maybe need to introduce the main man, fresh from Salt with that kit on, uh, is Mr. Joey Slensack. Joey, how you doing, mate? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, feeling pretty good after uh, after last week's brilliant four four definitely sweated a little bit for it but then after uh shaving this morning i had that take you back down to earth moment where i realized i now look like steven ireland um and you know hey that'll happen uh if you spend a couple of years betting on the Ura red diamonds so we exactly. roll with the punches and yeah you had a full head of hair when we started this podcast like the it, happen, it happens to all of us. Like I'm looking at me now. Just look at all the great. I, you think you know you've regressed. I look like Roy Hodgson. What now? I <laughs> in the hospital. Um, what a career that man had. Like sad to see. Obviously Jerome, who's a, a big Crystal Palace fan. Yeah. What a career Roy Hodgson had. See if he you look back. Some mental teams, isn't he? Where he's been around the world and the caliber of the teams he's managed. An international manager for England as well. Absolute mm-hmm. hero that gentleman. So. Calling time on a, a wonderful career, but uh, good good luck to Crystal Palace, obviously for for Jerome's sake. But yeah, now that I bring up Roy Hodgson, absolutely superb. If I could have half the career in that, I'd be delighted. Yeah, I think that's or just that. to have a career period. Yeah, uh, a career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a I have a career. I wasn't necessarily meaning football wise, Joey. I was just meaning generally in life. If my career was like quite good, that that would be okay. I don't think I'll have a football management career. I, I'm doubtful. I believe you have a bet not with that around the football manager career, Andy. I do, do actually. I have a fiver. I have a fiver with a with a with a professional poker player that's good for the buddy. At odds of like, I think it's a hundred thousand to one that I'll that I'll will manage at least one Derby County game in my life. Are you making strides towards it? Do you feel the podcast is the way in? The reverse. I mean, may- I mean maybe. Is like, that what I you're pro- going to do here? You, you start should... with a gambling podcast and end up in football as opposed to the other way around? I mean, I've got plenty of time. Like, you know, what I what I, what I need is for Derby County to go get severe financial difficulty and then I, to the point that I could pay them to manage a game knowing I would be knowing I would be getting 500k in the bank. Yeah. I could pay them like 200k. And there we go. Wage bill sorted for that week. That's it. I mean, this is not the. If anyone's new to the podcast, this is not normally how we start it. No, it's not a regular start, <laughs> especially on a week where we've been so good as well. We are. There's a lot of. This is the kind of start to a podcast where we went one of twelve. So there hasn't been many, but they've existed. But I mean, Andy, do you want to kick on with 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 Let's how? Let's kick on. Let's review last week. Started last week. 
let's review last week because it was a very good week overall for the whole show and for each of us individually. Um, my banker was Sunday, um, St. Johnson versus Rangers in the Scottish Premiership. Just a straightforward Rangers win at banker odds of 1-4 to four, and they won the game 3-0 in a very straightforward manner. They didn't go two goals up until the 80th minute for that early payout, but considering St. Johnson didn't have a single shot on target all game, this was always comfortable. Nice one. Well, uh, I'll talk about my banker now. It was uh, Atalanta versus Sassuolo. 3-0 win for Atalanta. Uh, they were up 1-0 in the first half. Sassuolo then missed a penalty, uh, which very good for us there. And then Atalanta... See, when you miss a penalty just before half time, I'm pretty assured my banker's coming in because that is so defeating. Like the rest it's of the soul destroying, isn't it? It's just, it's horrible. But yeah, because the Kupmeyers come on uh, 50, or 58th minute scored and then Backer come on immediately. Uh, Mitchell Backer come on immediately after like two minutes been on the pitch. Goal. So 3 0 win, 4 11, straightforward. Joey. Yeah. And uh, sticking with the bread and butter, the meat and potatoes, if you will. Uh, we were in Turkey for Kasim Pacha versus Karagum Rook. And I took Kasim Pasha on the double chance. And they actually never trailed in this match. They ended up drawing 1-1. But they took the lead twice. And actually, their second goal in the second half ended up getting chopped off. So they technically nearly got that win that I was potentially going to put them in the value slot for. So I'm glad I stuck with uh, the double chance for the banker. And that sailed in at just shy of 1-2. Uh, to two, Pretty much 1-2 to two the whole time. Nice. Yep. Fantastic. So that was the all the banker bets in, which we always want to see. And if you combine them together, 1.38 to 1. So a nice win in the banker column. On to the value picks then. This was my only loss of the week. Uh, Saturday, 3pm in the Scottish Championship, where I took Green at Morton to win away at Queen's Park. They've been absolutely flying. They were 13 to 10. I just really liked the price. Closer to 6 to 4 than even money. Game ended 0-0. Frustrating. Because Morton had five shots on target compared to Queen's Park's one. They just couldn't turn any of them into goals. A uh, friend of the show in Queen's Park season ticket holder, Martin Harvey, posted on our Facebook group that the Queen's Park keeper basically earned them that point by himself. So we were really close. Just no joy. Um, a frustrating nil-nil in there when we needed a Green at Morton goal. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was what was holding the show apart at one point. Um, just, just the way that the games fell as well. And it was also a game I nearly attended. Uh, being at a loose end on Saturday, I was like, oh, I might just go to that. And I'm so glad I didn't attend that game because it would have been double soul destroying on that thing. Um, you you could have made the day. I could have. Given them that motivational, you know, started the chance. You could have drawn from your energy. They could have. They could have. Sub me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. Um but yeah, so at my, as Andy's alluded to, that was the, the a losing value slot, but otherwise the values went really well. This was, mine was Friday night, Nancy versus Marine Yang. Uh, this is the French Ligue Nationale, which is the third French division. Um, everything you want from a, a not two goal payout league happened in the first half for me. Uh, Nancy were 2 0 up and uh, Marine Yang went down to 10 men. <laughs> That's really, there's no, if you want your own personal two goal payout assurance, Having a man sent off for the other team is, is excellent in there. Um, they actually got a goal, which was relatively surprising. Uh, Marion Yeh got a goal after getting a man taken off um, and then got proceeded to get another man sent off. And Nancy went on and scored two additional goals. 4-1 win for Nancy. 
final price it went off at four to five. Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. The, uh, the LD special cash was the LD special right there. Um, yeah. So my value pick was Norwich versus Cardiff in the championship. And this might've been my, probably my favorite pick of the weekend, simply from, because of the fact that I wasn't actually initially looking at this when I sent uh, Gordo and Andy, my picks the night before I actually had Antwerp, both teams to score. And I was like, well, I might save that for the middle section just because that could be a little dicey. And sure enough, Antwerp miss a penalty and then lose one nil. So that would not have cashed. Instead, Norwich to win did cash. Uh, they ended up winning 4-1. And this was actually paid out after a Josh Sargent brace in the 54th minute. They actually trailed 1-0 in the first 19 minutes and then turned it around before halftime. And they just kept foot on the gas in the second half. Superb. Result, Brilliant stuff. Really good result, guys. So two out of three on the value picks there. Which, you know, we're picking shots around even money. If we got two out of three every week in the values, then that's healthy profit across the board. On to the outsiders then. And this is where we look for something the bookies have priced up as an underdog. And you get a nice big price to reflect that. My outsider was Friday evening in the Danish Superliga, which had just returned from its uh, winter break. So it had been off since the beginning of December. And I really liked the look of Odense away at Viborg and the huge price you were getting of 5-2. to two. The game went exactly how I thought it might. Two teams pretty equal in capability, but Odense with that great record of taking points away from home went and won the game 2-1. So my outsider came in at better than 2-1, to one, odds of 5-2. to two. Lovely. Only block for me this week was outsiders. Uh, should, have, should have picked a draw in another game. Not, not go not tried to pick a winner somewhere. I took Silkeborg, the home to FC Copenhagen, who were playing against Man City midweek. Uh, fancied Silkeborg here because we obviously had to play Man City in the midweek. Uh, Silkeborg lost this game 3-0. Um, so it wasn't close scoring-wise. Possession and everything else was relatively close. You know, um, 46%, eight shots and goal to 11. But losing 3-0 does not make it a close game. You know, you lose by three, you're done. Um, and yeah, only blot apart from Morton that, that week w- was this as well. So had Morton won, I think it might have been a worse way to go than losing two. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? for sure. Oh, yeah. for, yeah, uh, for absolute certainty. How did you how did you find your experience in the Danish Super League, Gordo? Would not return zero out of ten. Um, <laughs> not as easy as it looks. Not as easy as it looks. Yeah, I'll wait till you hear about my Urua picks for this week. Um, no, I just disappointed with that one there. But I, not a, not not a million miles away from it. But it's an outsider. I'm not. Either outsiders. It was, it was fourteen to five. Like you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, unfortunate. Joey, you're outsider. Yeah. No, I uh, I was watching that match for probably three quarters of it, and they're creating some good chances. And they actually had a really really good chance right after the break. Um, just pulled it wide of the post, and so they go up one nil right after the break. This is a completely different story, but yeah, yeah. unlucky one. Uh, my my outsider was a little. Uh, Andy and I thought we were we were on two different ends of where where we were at with that one. Uh, I had Andrew Luck win plus both to score, and they conceded early, which Andy rightfully was like, oh, "Okay, well, we got that part out of the way. Easy sailing. Now you got a better price on." Uh, the pre-match, all that good stuff. But then the little, <laughs> little devil in the back of my head's like, well, but they're going to start pressing and they could definitely uh, get caught out on the break. And then 
they go two down, two nil down, and this gets really difficult. But luckily, uh, their coach really got on them after uh, the first half where they were down one nil, and they scored three goals in five six minutes after the forty ninth minute. Um, so they were up three one, and then they had a late penalty to go up four one, and it ultimately was a lot less of a sweat than uh, it was looking at the beginning. But just the way that started going, it was like, oh gee. This is going to be one of those games where like they just start missing every shot off the crossbar, sailing headers wide. And you're just like, oh boy. But luckily it worked out. And uh, yeah, it always feels good to get an outsider win, given how much I always struggle in that category. No luck about it. They won 4-1 at odds of 5-2. to two. Love it. Love it, Joey. Superb. So two of the outsiders in. I always back the outsiders as a tricksy because the odds are huge to begin with. So you only need two out of the three to return a profit. So a really good profit this week in the outsiders. Which meant the only thing that was left was the charity treble. So £10 of our own money. Um, and we pick a team each or a result or a bet each. Combine it as a treble and all returns, should we win, go to charity. I got us off to a good start Saturday 3pm in the Scottish Premiership selecting Hearts to beat Motherwell at home and they won 2-0 and we got that early payout again they took the lead through Lauren Shankland he just keeps scoring um, Hearts to win and Lauren Shankland to score any time is just a very profitable bet this year um, so he got the first one and then Vargas saw the game off by adding a second goal in stoppage time so Hearts won and the first leg of the charity was in uh, the real first leg of the charity bet kicked off at 7am uh, for Sydney versus Adelaide United. Uh, so to start the charity bet properly in there, uh, we got a win here. Uh, this was a 2-1 win for Sydney FC um, versus Adelaide United. 2-0 up in 86 minutes, conceded a goal 90 plus 6. So not even, you know, you can see the goal and it's not even really a sweat because I know it's 90 plus 7. The game's game over anyway. Like as soon as they're passing that yeah. ball off the centre circle, it's done. Um, so a good win in there for, for, for Sydney and yeah coming back from a, not the greatest of form pre-Christmas into really back to, to where they were before maybe last season uh, when they were tearing it up so yeah Sydney won I think it was 7 to 10 uh, shorter price 6 to 11 actually went off so a shorter price there but a charity win nonetheless so Joey yeah no that was a uh, that was a great one that uh, that was a tough one I, I sent uh, our little group we had a uh, a group chat and I, I had 3-1 Sydney FC with uh, Fabio Gomez on it, so it's a little tough to uh, land one guy, one goal short, but uh, we got the important part of that, and then bringing it all home right at the same time as uh, Lawrence Shankland and Hearts was Austria Vienna against Altak, and this was by far the sweatiest of all all three of my picks, and well, sweaty for most I mean, people. You say, you say not that quite Jordan. for uh, yeah, not quite not for, for us. Fortunate batters uh, civilized with three six five, yeah. They uh, this was paid out in forty three minutes. Uh, Austria Vienna had a goal chopped off real early, and then they ended up going up two 0 at halftime. But for the rest of us peasants, without that lovely uh, two goal early payout, there was a red card in the fifty seventh minute, which made things really interesting. Um, Altox scored in the seventy eighth minute, and then they had some really threatening chances. But the Austria-Vienna keeper made some brilliant saves to preserve that 2-1 win. And then eight minutes of stoppage time was definitely not what I wanted to see. And so that was a uh, a somewhat terrifying way to watch the end of that game. But luckily, it finished uh, the right way we wanted. And it was 4-4 for me, which cashed on Sunday with Anderlecht. But most importantly, uh, it's a win for the charity treble. 
How can it you not was. be happy about that? Another win for the charity treble. So our £10 turned into £53.49. And with the Cheltenham Festival round the corner, I donated this to the Injured Jockeys Fund. So they received £53.49, courtesy of the Trample Bet podcast. Superb. And as Joey alluded to, just a great week. Four out of four for Joey, three out of four for myself, three out of four for Gordo, 10 out of 12 for the show. Profit everywhere, which was much needed for me, considering I put a huge dent in my bankroll ba- uh, backing my own team, Dundee United, on Friday night. Uh, so that and those that four put, pies yeah, as back. well, they must have put the, the bottom <laughs> bankroll we built. Right. So Gordon, Gordon's brought it up. So I'll tell the story. I'm at the game, Wraith Rovers, Dundee United, in Kirkcaldy. If anyone knows the Scottish Championship, Dundee United are heavy favourites. We're heavy, heavy favourites to win that league. Um, and we went into the game with a four point lead over Wraith Rovers. And what happens, we go a goal down within like the first 15 minutes, like we do all the time under Jim Goodwin, and then struggle to break down teams. So as soon as the goal went in, angry, the fact, some of the fans were angry, fans were fighting amongst themselves. I went downstairs to get a pie, stood in the pie queue, got to the front, ordered a pie, had the pie, couldn't face going back upstairs, so just rejoined the back of the queue, stood in the queue, talking to more people, got to the front, had a pie, repeated this four times uh, and then and then just went back up at half time so missed the majority of the first half the the boy behind the, the counter was like that to me the, the second time was like or the third time it's like you do know you don't have to buy these individually and I just went yeah I just can't face going back up there and watching any more of that um, of course Dundee United scored we equalised in, in, in the first half so I did go back up watch the second half where we wasted chance after chance and then got hit in the 90th minute with a Wraith Rovers goal and they won the game 2-1 and now our lead at the top of the table is one point in February in a league that we let's be honest on paper should be miles ahead in so yeah it's not a good time to be a United fan I mean this does give us an opportunity to if you are in the Facebook group you listen to the podcast this week let us know your four pie experiences right what's happening to have you ever been to a game where you need to well, you decided you couldn't face any more of it. You decided, I'm going to go to the toilet for half an hour. I'm just going to potter about the stands. Have you had your own 4P calling it? So, I, Joey, do you have one I think there? What's, no, I don't. But I think what's being lost in all of this, the, the one key detail that we're missing from this story is, what kind of pies were they? Were they all the same pies? Oh, so, you know, at least oh, did you have a selection? A variety, yeah. Like, like, like it's a new experience every time you make that trip yeah, yeah. down the queue. So I initially wanted a steak bridey. They didn't have any brideys left, right? So I was like, well, what do you have then? He's like, oh, I can do a steak pie. So the first one was a steak pie. The second one was a Donner pie, which was actually excellent. Not the same kind of Donner pie you get at Hamden. This one had like a chili sauce through it. It was more saucy. It was like, yeah. So it was actually really good. So I went steak, Donner, steak, Donner. There you go. Oh, nice. Get a bit of back and forth there. Anyway, what a terrible start to my weekend. Made much better by all these picks and all the good work from the three of us. Um, So we got obviously the banker treble in, the charity treble in, the outsider Trixie returned profit. um, And overall, it was just a very, very good week. So congratulations. And we hope um, that our listeners got on some of that as well. Um, If you did have a very good week, 
as a result of the podcast, you might think about giving something back in the form of joining the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon. Six pounds a month. It helps us with uh, the cost of running the show, um, upgrades our equipment every so often and keeps uh, all our subscriptions to Ophonic and um, all that good stuff going. So if you do fancy it, head to tramplebet.com, have a wee look at Patreon, £6 a month, but you get stuff back as well. You get the cheat sheet, so all the picks written down for the week. You get extra content shows. We've got the Cheltenham Festival coming up, the horse racing, be loads of stuff around that. We've got the golf majors to look forward to this year. But you also get the mid-section, so while the normal version of the podcast on Spotify or Amazon Music will be going to an ad break soon, on Patreon, you get to see the video podcast, the unedited stuff, and we have a midsection where we talk about uh, picks we like in all different sports or football picks that, you know, didn't quite make the show, but we still like the look of this weekend. So loads of stuff for your £6 a month. Come and join us. Uh, just search tramplebet.com. Talking of the ad break, we're heading there now. Patreons, we'll see you at the midsection and we'll see everyone back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. And now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, February 24th, 2024. Let's try and do as well as we did last week, which was a tremendous week. Same show as always, banker bets from the three of us, values, outsiders, and then we wrap it all up with a pick from each of us for the charity treble. £10 of our own money, Gordo's money this time, seeing as it was mine last time, and it switches if we if we get a winner. Um, so yeah, let's, let's rival last week. I'm straight in, Friday night, no messing about. The German Bundesliga at 7.30pm for Leverkusen versus Mainz. And the home win for Leverkusen here, banker odds of 2-9. to nine. Leverkusen are now in a 32-game unbeaten streak. Like They lead the Bundesliga by 8 points. They've taken 58 points from 22 matches so far this season. They're just dominating. Mainz are second bottom of the league. They're in 17th place. They've only taken 15 points all year. So that's compared to Leverkusen's 58. You can see the disparity there. Leverkusen have also been tremendous at home. They've taken 29 points from 11 home matches. So 29 out of possible 33. Uh, you know, and they're playing teams much better than Mainz most of the time. Uh, they've scored 32 times. They've conceded only six goals at home all season. 
Mites have been rotten. Uh, they've been rotten on the road. They've taken six points from 11 away games. There's really not much more to say here, except I expect Leverkusen to batter Mites. I think two to nine is a really fair price for a straight up win. Yeah. Um, did you see the fun fact this weekend or last weekend, because of how the fixtures went in the German leagues with all of the smaller clubs having the bigger clubs away from home mm-hmm. and how the fixtures fell in the the German second division, the average attendance of the German second division was higher than the top. Wow. Now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to some German second division games. The stadiums are not small. No, not at all. Like, that's not um, as surprising as if that happened in Scotland. No, absolutely. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you turned around and you were like, I uh, fucking uh, Airdrie Hamilton. It's 26,000 people at it. You'd be like, oh, that's the whole town out, eh? Um, but yeah, so I'll move on to my banker. I pick I'm really confident about. I uh, wouldn't like to be confident about it, but unfortunately we are where we are. Uh, this is Man City away at Bournemouth. Um, City obviously having a, not a bit of a wobble just now, but like they're not running away with the league as people would have expected. They're one point behind Liverpool, said played the same amount of games now. Um, but this is kind of the point of the season where I cannot believe you the only thing you're saying there is they are one point behind Liverpool. They are one point behind Liverpool. Yeah, they are, but like Arsenal are right there as well. No, like, but just, I mean they're behind. We, we that. just we just forget that yeah, Arsenal yeah. exists, do we? There's no point in having rear view mirrors in this thing. It's all about being ahead here. Not even a rear view, so, they're not on the same point. <laughs> um I mean they're on the Arsenal have one point behind them. Yeah. So like yeah, so they're, they're right not the same points. They're, 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 so anyway, like you. look, you just keep thinking about the Europa League places, right? Um but yeah, so you've got a uh, Liverpool Man City and Arsenal all, all towards the top just now. Um, Man City last night beat Brentford, who are kind of the bogey team. Um, like they really struggle against them, and they 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 were all for that game. That wasn't an easy win for them. There was a couple of one on ones that um, they squandered. Brentford squandered through on goal. Um, but yeah, they play against Bournemouth here, who are, are not in terrible form. They looked like they were going to get relegated, like after the first 10, 15 games. But you know they've. They've moved their way back out into 13th now, taking 28 points. Um, City's away form is unreal. Uh, their last 10 games have all been wins. Uh, the, the one prior to that was a 1-0 loss to Aston Villa. Those wins have come against Luton, Red Star, Urawa, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Brentford and FC Copenhagen. What a round that is for Andy there. Um, Red Star, not the uh, French national Red Star. No, no. I think we're no, in Belgrade. Belgrade <laughs> the Belgrade boys. Um, but yeah, they've been, they've been, you know, they're still picking up points away from home here. They're not firing on all cylinders just now, but you give me just under one to two for City away at the moment is, is a farcical price for a team that will probably go on and take 15 points from the next five games. 100% agree. It's a huge yeah. price. So like, I, I know we're saying four to nine is huge, but for the circumstances, it is huge. Yeah, no, we're not even really talking about Bournemouth. Like Bournemouth haven't been horrendous, but their last five games have been a a, one, a two each draw with uh, Newcastle. They lost to Fulham. They drew with Nottingham Forest, and they drew with West Ham. Like that's they're not playing City in here. <laughs> like this is um, so. Yeah, I, I'll take City away from home. Joey. Yeah, for uh, for my bankers, since it works so well the past two weeks, we're going to be uh, 
sticking with the meat and potatoes because my uh, my Polish and German ancestors would not be happy with me if I called it kept calling it bread and butter. Um, so for this one, we're going to be in Australia for Perth Glory hosting Wellington Phoenix. We're going to go with both teams to score, unsurprisingly, and that's going to be at 1.46-ish, just shy of 1 to 2. That's on Saturday at 10.45 a.m. And so top spot, Wellington traveled to Perth to face the 10th best team on paper. But these are two of the most informed teams in the league with Perth picking up the joint most points in the last five matches. They've actually scored the most goals in their last 10 matches. And they've just picked up four, uh, four fewer points than the Knicks during those 10 matches. Perth have seen both teams to score in over 2.5 in 13 straight matches, with both teams to score in seven of eight home matches this season, scoring in all eight of those. Wellington may have conceded the joint fewest goals in the league, but looking at home and away splits, they've conceded 12 of their 19 goals away from home, with both teams to score in seven of their last nine overall and six straightaway matches. There should be plenty of goals in this one, and I wouldn't be surprised if both sides end up scoring two goals each, honestly. Um, Adam Taggart for Perth Glory has just been on an insane run of form, just like Lawrence Shanklin. He's got 10 goals across nine of his last 11 starts, and he scored in seven of eight home matches, including the fact that eight of 12 of his goals this season have come at home. Um, I think that's a phenomenal shout. He's just over uh, three to two for any time goal. And I think he's definitely going to help us get over to that. Uh, both teams to score, both teams to score hump. Bill beans. Yep. It's been working well for you, Joey. And I, I like the bankers this week. I like them every week, but I, everything we said there is good. The prices are good. So the banker treble this week, win for Bayer Leverkusen at home to Mainz, a win for Man City away at Bournemouth. And both teams to score in the Australia A-League fixture between Perth Glory and Wellington Phoenix. Combine them as a treble, 1.64 to 1. So better than 1.5 to 1, better than 6 to 4. Um, I really like that. Uh, I, I, I back all the picks every week, but excited to see this one coming. I back in. all the picks every week, just generally in one big coupon. The mega will happen. The 12 of 12 will happen. But if you Don't get do. the if, for me, if the banker treble comes in, I always have a good week. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. On to the value picks then. This is where we look at something. The price is obviously higher. Uh, we think that the chance of it coming in is probably better uh than the chance the bookies think of it coming in. So you get a wee bit of value in that price, tend to be around even money. Okay. The J League is back. There is football in Japan again. Both the J1 League and the J2 League start this weekend. And I was swithering about putting these matches straight into the main show or having them in the midsection. But I'm putting them straight into the the main show because while it's the opening weekend and yes, anything can happen, I think because it's the opening weekend and anything can happen, you're getting good prices on things that should happen. Um, For instance, Saturday, 6am in the top flight, the J1 League, Shonen Belmere versus Kawasaki Frontel. Kawasaki are priced at 19 to 20 to win this game on Bet365 and even money to win it on Ladbrokes. I think that is an excellent price. Um, Kawasaki, obviously, Trample Bet's favourites. Last year, they finished the league in eighth place, uh, which is not as good as they have done in previous years, where they've generally always been title contenders. But they finished with 50 points compared to Shonen's 15th place and 34 points. 
More interesting though was the home away split between these teams. Shonan were actually, despite their 15th place, there were 18 teams in the J-League last year, right? There are 20 this year. So they, they they relegated only one and brought up three. So so the league's expanded. So they finished they finished 15th out of 18, but were actually 18th worst when taking into account only home games. They took only 14 points from 17 home matches. Kawasaki, while they finished 8th on the away table, ended up 5th because they were very good away from home. They took 24 points from 17 away games. The teams played twice at Shonen's ground in 2023. Kawasaki won both times, 3-2 and also 2-0. Kawasaki have been playing competitive football already. They're not starting the season cold. Um, They were cup winners last year. They were in the Super Cup this year against uh, last year's league winners. So that's the charity shield, essentially. Uh, and they beat Vissel Colby 1-0 last weekend in that. Uh, so that's a great start to the domestic season. They did, however, lose in the Asia Champions League and they lost to a 97th minute Shandong goal to go out at the round of 16 stage 6-5 on aggregate in a two-legged affair. So that's that's pretty brutal. Um, but they are competitive and they're playing against the best teams right across Asia. They'll take confidence from the Super Cup win. They'll be keen to right the ship going out in the in the Asia Champions League again and get off to a strong domestic start. They're a better side than Shonen and getting them at evens is, is just good. So they're my value pick this weekend, Kawasaki. As someone who is halfway through the season, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're at 25 games now, I'm not going to spend as much time on my value pick because it's a lot more simple than Andy's. I don't need as much context. I'm going to take Atletico Madrid away at Almeria. Atletico Madrid have taken 25 points from 51 games. Almeria have taken 8. They are 7-10 to 10 away from home. That is my value pick. Joey. Good. It's just good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really not. Why not would you get more? more you to, to go, say. <laughs> get more. If you take 8 points from 25 games, you're not that good at this. <laughs> Joey. Uh, it's extremely fair. Yeah. Um, hopefully my uh, my value pick's pretty straightforward. And this will also explain why I'm wearing a Rangers top for the uh, Patreon viewers who think that I'm randomly supporting Rangers now. Um, not necessarily the case, but for this pick, uh, we're going to be Rangers versus Hearts. Um, and I like both teams to score. You can get that just shy of even money. So that's going to be on Saturday at 3 p.m. And we've got a top three battle, and these are just two sides in great scoring form. Rangers are averaging 2.3 goals scored in their last 10 matches, and Hearts are averaging 2.0. Hearts are scoring about the same home and away, averaging about 1.3 goals for, but they've seen both teams to score in four of their last five away matches and six of their last nine matches overall. Rangers may have the best defensive record, conceding 13 goals in 26 matches, but nine of those 13 conceded have come at home, with both teams to score in four of their last seven home league matches. And historically, these sides have seen both teams to score in three of their last four meetings and back-to-back mat- back-to-back matches at Ibrox. Ultimately, Shanklin has just been a man-possessed, scoring 14 goals across his last 12 matches and should be able to help us will this one over the line. Um, really not trying to overthink this one too much. Sound? Fabulous. So the value picks, to quickly recap, a win for Kawasaki Frontel away at Shonen Belmere. A win for Atletico Madrid away at Almeria and both teams to score in the Scottish Premiership match between Glasgow Rangers and Heart of Midlothian. The treble works out at 5.46 to 1. Nice. 
Outsider time, and we've been very good at these. Um, we went two out of three again on the outsiders last week, uh, and at the price that we tend to go for two to one shots or better, I mean, one out of three a week would more than break us even. So we're doing very well, and we'll look to continue to do that. My outsider is stupidly early, so hopefully Gary, um, our esteemed producer that makes all of this happen and uh, allows you to listen to the show, gets this uh, up and on all the channels early because this game is Friday at 5am UK time for the start of the Japanese J-League. It's the first game of the season. It's live on the wonderful J-League International channel on YouTube and it's Hiroshima versus Urawa. So Sanfreshi Hiroshima versus the Urawa Red Diamonds. And it's a game between last season's third and fourth place finishers. Hiroshima are four to one joint favourites to win the league. They're alongside last season's champions, Vissel Kobe. Urawa are seventh favourites at twelve to one, uh, which, in my opinion, is far too big and and a great bet for for the season. So, if you fancy a, a season long J League bet, Urawa Reds. Hmm. Now, do I think they'll necessarily get off to a winning start away at the title favourites? No, I don't. So my outside bet here is that this fixture has over three and a half total goals. So I'm taking the goal line. This is a very joy bet. Like I don't tend to do this very often, but it's what I like when when looking at this fixture. Over three and a half goals is 10 to three. So better than three to one. Now, we talked about it a bit on the midsection. So I'll recap slightly. Urawa... Um, lost Guinea internationalist Jose Cante, uh, who's who's one of their forwards, but they have a really strong attack and loads of strong attacking options and goals are going to come from everywhere uh, from their midfield, their wingers and their attackers. Um, they've got their number 10, Shoya Nakajima, who's ex-Porto and also ex-Antalya Sport, Joey. Um, so th- th- there's a name you probably recognise. Norwegian international Ola Solbakken, um, who's on loan from Roma. Last year's goal of the season winner, Ryoma Watanabe, and Thiago Santana, who was the J-League's top scorer in 2022. So they've got loads of good attacking options. Uh, they've got a new manager in this year, Per Matthias Hugmo, who used to be the Norwegian international coach, very experienced coach. Uh, last year, he was in charge of BK Hacken in Sweden. They finished third overall in the league, but relevant for this bet, they easily had the highest number of goals scored across the whole league. And one thing that was really interesting, and there's a really good article, you might want to search and, and read it, it's all about his style of play um, and the press. He seems to manage to get better goals out of his team than their XG, or at least the same uh, over, over long term, which is obviously a, a very good thing when we're backing the goals market. Hiroshima, um, they are one of the best sides in the league. They've added um, a striker, Yuki Ohashi, from Shonen Belmere. So he was the league's top, uh, seventh top scorer last year. So they've added to their firepower as well, and that should help them in attack. Last year, both these clubs basically had the best defensive stats in the league. However, they have both bolstered their attacks. And last year, despite them both being brilliantly defensively, both meetings ended up 2-1 to the home team. So they were clearing the two and a half goal line. I'm thinking with the attacking additions both teams have made, we can push the envelope a little bit and hope for one extra goal. So it's over three and a half total goals at odds of 10-3. to And I either look forward to this just being such a great bit of insight and talking about it next week or apologising when it finishes nil-nil. 
I just, I, there's not, I mean, I'll, I don't like anything to do with the Red Diamonds. We've, we've covered this pretty extensively, but, you know, it's good reasoning. It's just like, I'm really glad you weren't in the Garden of Eden, I would suggest. That <laughs> as soon as you were told, perhaps that wasn't a good idea, I'd imagine you'd be fucking full of apples. So, uh, anyway, I'll take us on to more regular tuning this week. Andy did get his outsider in last week. So, I, you know, it's... And, and, and the week knows. before, I think. And then yeah. and very close, two draws went back, or one goal out the two weeks before. So I'm on a wee outsider roll. Yeah, see. he's around, he's around. Pushing his luck now. Um, I will take you to Italy and the Sierra B, uh, which is a league I'm in often. Uh, this is a one o'clock kickoff, which is very traditional in the Italian league here. Um, for Brescia versus Reggiana and unsurprisingly in this game I'm taking a draw uh, I'm taking a draw because the bookies think this will probably be a draw as well uh, 2-1 to one. Price, price for a draw don't get many draws around that um, reason being uh, both teams really close to each other in the league Brescia 9th Reggiana 13th 3 points separates them um, so not much between the teams uh, Brescia's uh, Brescia Reggiana last two times it's been played has been a draw they've only actually played three times relevantly uh, the games before that were 1999, so can't really be taking much of account of them. But uh, so it's been one Brescia win, two draws. Um, Brescia's home form isn't amazing; they've taken 16 points from 12 games. Reggiana's away form; they've taken 16 points from 12 games. So it just looks a bit like a game is going to end up a draw here. Um, uh, Reggiana's away, uh, Reggiana's recent form in the last five games has seen them draw three times. Uh, Bracias has seen them draw two times in the last five. Just looks like a draw. Sometimes you get a bit of a feel for these things as well as just looking at it. Bookies think it probably will end up that as well. Two to one. Joey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, much like that, this is another match that just feels like it'll be a draw. Um, sticking with Andrew Lafayette on this week, uh, they're playing Club Rouge. And I think three to one is just massive uh, for the draw here. I think. Personally, Club Brewers are a little bit too short. I think they're a little bit too short of a favorite here. So ultimately, I like Andulak on the double chance, but I think this will be a draw. And so this is going to be on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. And Andulak have perhaps been the surprise outfit of the season, given they finished 11th last season. But they've been brilliant, just losing once in their last 19 matches overall. And are one of two sides in Belgium yet to lose at home which I need to correct my statement from last week. There were actually three teams in Belgium that hadn't lost at home, Club Bruges being the third. Um, so that's now back to the two that I had incorrectly, correctly said last week. Um, and unfortunately, Anderlecht are not at home for this one. So I think these sides should ultimately cancel each other out. And Anderlecht have drawn four of their last seven away matches, slash six of their, 12, uh, six of their last 12 matches overall. Club Bruges hit third, nine points behind Anderlecht, and they're the only other team who got to lose at home. So I think definitely shouldn't be the outsiders in this spot. Um, they're understandable favorites, but I think we've just gotten a little bit too short on that. Big big factor for me here is the fact that they've they'll be missing their uh, their talisman Igor Tiago, who technically signed for Brentford but is still playing for them. I'm not sure how any of that works, but 
he did get a red card in the last match. So I know in that sense, he is definitely not going to be at the next game. Um, And he's scored nearly 30% of Club Bruges goals this season. Club Bruges have also drawn eight of their last nine meetings head to head with Anderlecht, who also have drawn the second most away matches in the league. Um, not going to really try to overthink this. And I think this should be pretty straightforward and it'll be five straight home draws um, for Club Bruges against Anderlecht after this. Hopefully. The way that you said, the the way that you said, actually there's three teams in Belgium and had a pause after it could be a really good clip. Like you've just found out there's a third team in Belgian football as opposed to anything else. It's like, there's actually a third team. But yeah, I think... No, I I didn't see that before. Yeah. Cool. So the outsiders this week then, over three and a half goals in the Japanese J1 league match between Sanfrecce Hiroshima and the Urawa Red Diamonds, a draw between Brescia and AC Reggiana, and a draw between Club Bruges and Anderlecht. If you were to combine them all, you're getting close to 50 to 1, 47.75 to 1. But I'll take them as a trixie, so I just need two out of the three to come in to get a good profit on that. We won the charity bet last week. We sent uh, £53 and change to the Injured Jockeys Fund. Hopefully we can win the charity bet again this week and send even more money to charity. So one pick from each of us and £10 of our own money on the following treble. My pick for the charity is Sunday at 5am UK time in the Japanese top flight, the J1 League, for Tokyo Verde versus the Yokohama F Marinos. Um, so that's newly promoted Tokyo Verde and last season's runners-up, the Yokohama F Marinos. Verde have spent the last 15 years in the second division of Japanese football. Um, and if anyone remembers the run into the J-League last year, they finished third in the J2 table and then had to rely on the 96th minute, a stoppage time equaliser against Shimizu S-Pulse to snatch promotion back to the top flight after such a long layoff. Um, one of their best players, Ren Cato, who's their left-sided midfielder, So, and, and key to one of the reasons they came up, he's actually been transferred to the F Marinos, so they've just taken him. Just gone, well, we'll just take one of your best players, because they can, because they you know, are big and title contenders. To give you an idea on the dolphin class between these two teams, uh, according to the bookmakers right now, if you wanted to bet on the J-League uh, winner, Tokyo Verde are 150-1, to one. The Yokohama F Marinos are five to one. They're, they're just better than them. They're, they're away from home, fine, but you know they should go there and they should win this game comfortably. They'll be too strong for them. The away win is eight to eleven. That's that's it. Cool. So two things you mentioned there, I wanted to to pick on. Well, one one I didn't mention in my last pick, which is Nesta is actually the manager of Reggiana. Forgot to mention that. Just quite an interesting guy who played with AC Milan for years, and I think was the first power pod I ever had. Um, that's that's one. Two, how do they injure the jockeys? I assume that's what you're paying for. So the injured jockeys fund was set up, I think, in the fifties after two jockeys back to back in the Grand National received full paralysis injuries as a result of coming wow. off the horse. I didn't um, know. Yeah, so the so the injured jockeys fund is obviously it's a career that you need to be healthy to keep doing. You yeah. don't have a long-term contract like you would do as a baseball player or as a, a football player at a club. Um, so if you get injured, it's really bad for your uh, 
for your overall income for the, for the rest of your life, I would yeah, imagine. And family and treatment and all that sort of stuff. So the Andrew Jockeys Fund's been on the on the go for a very long time, a number of decades, and it does a load of good work. Fab. We've never explained that charity, and it did give me a chance to use a line that I like as an intro. So, um, yeah, I'll talk uh, this week about potential charity money here, and it'll be Friday night for me, and I'll be special, uh, as Joey mentioned. Tend to go Aldi on a Friday night uh, about half past six before doing whatever I want to do on a Friday night. So um, this is Friday, half past six. It is Red Star versus Le Mans. And I'll be taking a Red Star at home. Red Star top of the league, 20, uh, 20 games played, 43 points taken. Uh, they are six, five points ahead of uh, New York in second. Le Mans are in the relegation uh, playoff zone, which is a bit mental for this league, which stretches from 13th to 18th because they have like this, you're not out of relegation until you're like 12th in this league. Um, but yeah, so they're in, they've taken 25 points from their 20 games. Um, Red Star have been fab at home. That's a lot to do with their home form. Nine games played. How many points have they taken? 27. All of them. Um, like they've been, they haven't done beating at home. Um, the Longs away have also been very good. That's where they've got most of their points, taking eighteen from ten games. So they're they are the best team away from home. However, they're playing the team who just are running away with this league at the top, and they're not conceding goals at the moment. They're doing really well. Um, you know they're fab in this spot. You'll get them five to eight, and I think as charity fodder. That's a good time to be doing it. Joey, how are you rounding yeah. out this week? So uh, rounding things out, I'm going to stick with another team from last week. And we're back with Norwich, uh, this time against Blackburn. And I like both teams to score on over 2.5. You can get that at 4 to 5. So that's going to be on Saturday at 3 p.m. And we've got two solid offenses with Norwich averaging 1.75 goals for and Blackburn averaging 1.4 goals for. But both sides really struggled defensively with Norwich conceding 1.5 goals per match and Blackburn conceding 1.78 goals per match. It's technically 7-8, seven, 7-8 eight, seven, eight repeating, but it would be kind of mean to round that up on them. <laughs> um, Blackburn have seen both teams have scoring over 2.5 goals in nine of their last 12 matches over now, overall now, having uh, played out a nil-nil draw in their midweek match against Cardiff, which is not exactly ideal but uh doesn't doesn't deter me nonetheless um they've seen both teams to score in 10 of those 12 matches and they've actually seen both teams to score in over 2.5 in nine of their last 11 home matches both teams to score at least in 10 of those as well uh Norwich has seen both teams to score in over 2.5 in seven of their last nine matches overall with be with both teams to score in nine of those 11. um they've also seen both teams have scored over 2.5 in nine of their last 12 away matches. And so two key scorers for me, um, because these sides just have plenty of firepower, plenty of firepower. Uh, Sammy Smodix for Blackburn leads the lead, leads the league in goals uh, with eight scored across six of his last nine starts. And my guy, Josh Sargent, he's really breathed some life into this uh, stagnant Norwich, op- Norwich offense with five goals in his last four starts liking just three times in his last nine matches since returning from injury. Fully expect both teams to score here and both sides are more than capable of grabbing a second. Thank you very much, Joey. So that means the charity treble this week is 
A win for Yokohama F Marinos away at Tokyo Verde. A win for Red Star FC 93 in the French National League against Le Mans. So that's not Red Star Belgrade. Neither is it Red Star Defence Force FC in the Seychelles Premier League who play St. Louis Suns United this weekend. Best so. luck to the boys though. Obviously don't want to... Be, be, best luck to all Red Stars. Yeah. Uh, Red, Red, Red Star FC 93. And over two and a half goals in both teams to score in the matchup between Blackburn and Norwich City. The treble on 365 just now is 4.49 to 1. So basically the same as last week's. It would return £54 in change. So hopefully there's some an announcement next week where we can say that there's more money going to charity. If you fancied the mega, Gordon's made reference to the mega. That's what we call all 12 picks. Yep. Um, the four, the 12 fold this week's 4,500 to 1. So a fiver into about 23 grand. That'd be, that'd be nice. Doable. Yeah, be nice. That'd be all right. I mean, we were 10 out, of, 10 out of 12 last week. Let's make it 12 out of 12 this week. I'm excited this week. The J-League's back. You know, check out the international J-League channel on YouTube. The show game's live. There's English commentary. It's fantastic. Um, so we'll see if I can get up at 5am to watch that. Being a night person, that's going to be tough. But the games that are on at, you know, 10am, 11am, very doable for me. Um, anything to add, gentlemen, before we wrap up this week's edition of the Trample Bet podcast? Nothing from me. Yeah, much like the uh, the J League, the MLS is also back this week. Um, I've got a couple picks in the midsection, and I've actually got a little. I thought it was supposed to be brief, but it ended up being a short memoir in the uh, the Facebook trampled uh, trampled bet Facebook group. And so the only thing I'm just going to leave is a quick little nugget: Atlanta United, both teams are scoring over two point five goals. Um, would be a great shout for any listeners that weren't necessarily on the uh the patreon and uh how can i not talk about some goals and i think georgios jakamakis is going to be he's going to be lighting the league up i think uh 12 to 1 on bet 365 it's a phenomenal price for a top goal scorer so a couple little nuggets for uh this upcoming season i hope we get some good fireworks this weekend a wee bit of free extra content there but if you want the if you want the real extra content join us on patreon just have a search for tram uh, just Go to tramplebet.com. You'll find all the links there. Also, join us on Facebook. Free to join that. Come in, be part of the conversation. Tell us what you like for the weekend. Good shout Gordo. from I was going to say, good shout from Darren this week in the Facebook group who had Kyle Walker and uh, Neil Mopey to be booked. Neil Mopey didn't come on until the second half uh, and Kyle Walker got booked, so it just paid out as a single uh, about 13-2. So he was tipping about 33-1. It came in at 13-2. That's Brilliant. a win. And yeah. I saw loads of people in the Facebook group were actually on that. So yeah. you, you get those extra yeah, you get those extra shouts in there from members of the community. So very, very worth joining. Gordo, Joy, thank you very much. Thank you to everybody for listening. As always, have a wonderful weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.